With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. No! What were you talking about, Rick? You said something? Um, oh, I... Yeah, I was it... saying that what, uh, the last time I went to the theatre, I actually bought you and I 
yeah. tickets to the theater to go and see. Um, what are we going to see? <laughs> it's what? such a weird thing for you to Birdsong. Birdsong. Yeah. I think it was before we I'd even met. We'd we'd met Alex. He probably wouldn't wouldn't be aware of this. But this, like this is back when you first moved to London, way back. Yeah. Before yeah. the pod, was it before the pod? Probably was before the pod. Yeah, it was before the pod. Yeah. Yeah, and you um you, you yeah, went I, to the theater together. Yeah, in yeah. central London. Not like, why? Because we were both reading at the time, Alex. We were trying to nourish our brains. And Ricky, I, I recommended Sebastian Falk's Birdsong. Because I thought that it might it might nourish him as it had nourished me. And um uh was it nourished, it was a hard read. It was fucking tough. But um yeah, you you thought as a nice birthday present that you'd buy me tickets to or me and you tickets, you and I tickets to go and watch Birdsong in um in Piccadilly Circus or thereof. And, yep. and we watched a, a well what I thought was gonna be we we're gonna watch a, a play, you know, an an on stage adaptation of a book we both loved. What actually happened, Rick? Uh, you took me to the pub, got me pissed, and uh, I fell asleep and started snoring in the theatre. There you go. Get, I didn't get you pissed. We had a, <laughs> we had a, a couple of beers and then we went to the theatre. <laughs> there was, uh, if anyone's yeah. read the, the, there might be. I reckon there might be zero point one, maybe one percent of the people listening to this podcast might have read um, Birdsong. If you remember the red room? Just send me a, tw- a tweet on, on and Ricky a tweet on Twitter, uh, just saying I remember the red room because the red room was raunchy, weren't it, Rick? It was good. Uh, mate, that- yeah, I remember where I was wor- where I was working at the time. It was like a ten in the morning. It was like a morning break, and I was just having some uh, tea and toast. And as I flipped the page over, I started reading it, and then I was like. Fucking hell! Like it's yeah. ten o'clock in the morning, the blood's rushing somewhere, yeah. and I was like, "This is like I had to check what I was actually reading on the page." Gee, do you know? Sometimes you 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 you're, you you get so engrossed in the moment, you're unaware of what's happening around you. You've just got your hands down your pants. Yeah, just just wanking. Not wanking. I'm just saying, like oh, okay. fond- fondling, right. fondling. Alex, have you <laughs> had much uh, fondling lately? Uh, what of myself? Or well, just uh, yourself or other people, you're single and, and thriving at, at the moment, aren't you? Uh, well, I mean, that's gauche, really. But, it is gauche. Tell the tens of thousands of people listening to this about your sexual life. Uh, well, I, I, there's not much need. I mean, I think we're all quite well aware now that I am a fireball in bed. So... <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't. You know, I'm not. I'm not perfect, <laughs> as you know. Um, but I'll tell you, Rick, I am an immortal fuck. <laughs> You've been saying this for the last three years. No, uh, no, it's been a very nice bank holiday. Yeah. Then, uh, and then, but fondly, yeah. I've, I've got a thing. Someone uh, asked me about do all blokes sit uh, in the evening with their hand down their trousers. And yeah. why is it so comfortable? And I struggle to answer. Uh, yeah, but, you, but you, you, I presume it's a female asking you. Uh, it was, yeah. Yeah, they will never know. They'll never know. They'll, they'll, they'll never know. Why, what I think you... that's why they were asking. They weren't just asking me. It was like a group of us. But yeah, I was like, to, well, it's if, just... if you had to articulate that to me or to Ricky, I wouldn't be able to tell you why. You just know, wouldn't you? It's like a, a brotherhood. You'd know... 
I'd know that you like it, like just sitting there, just watching EastEnders or whatever it may be with your hands down your pants. I know that you like that because I've I been said, in that situation. Um, I don't need to explain it to you. It's a, it's a nuanced thing. Devalued, actually. Yeah, I said, um, I said it just felt like home. Yeah. And just left it at that. Ricky has both hands down. <laughs> yeah, what one, one, uh, one in the front, one in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky's just lying digging, on his side, digging, <laughs> digging. <laughs> Fucking hell, Ricky, just digging. Ricky, Ricky what, lies man? on his side. What? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> just one hand down the back and one hand down the front, just to make like comfortable. He's, he, he, Ricky's zen L- is writhing. I'm like a salmon. <laughs> It's seven o'clock in the in the evening. He's had his, he's just had his dinner and he's writhing like a salmon on this lovely doing, sofa. I'm doing everything I possibly can to not talk about Tottenham Brighton. Well, um, we we've got nice. a question. We've got a question um, because uh, it's about achieving Zen. And uh, oh, let's let's do it now. Hang on, let me just find it. Uh, Go on, then. Okay, he says, uh, d- does anyone? Does anyone ever feel like they they have to previously reconcile every result to maintain a level of zen? But but that was just one game, though. We can actually fuck, fuck, fuck this up. Sorry, boys. Anyway, does it, let me do it again. Does anyone else feel like they have to previously reconcile every get a result to maintain a level of zen? But now it feels like every game is the be all and end all. So the idea behind this is that it's for like five years ago, maybe maybe even just before Pochettino when things got good, that you felt like you felt like you had to... Every game you could just sort of roll with. Oh, we lost one, we won one, but we're on an upward trajectory. Right now it feels like... It feels like we, that, that every, it's difficult to maintain that kind of element of perspective and that every game does feel like a cup final. Rick, what, what do you make of that? Well, to go back to the to the point of kind of uh, trying to be zen about everything and trying to like in my everyday life, I am aspiring to be a better person, to have uh, control over emotions and feelings, and to treat people how I'd want to be treated, and um, just to be kind of one with with the world and with everyone else. But when it comes to Tottenham, it's that one thing that I don't think I'll ever be able to control my emotions or feelings because uh, a loss from the first ever match I went to to the one against Brighton just equal as angry, really. And so I you've never been like able to find find I, I, a place, a central no, place. No, 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 I can't. I can't. There, there isn't a t- whether we are in a relegation dogfight or we're battling it out for top four, or it's the early rounds of the League Cup, or it's the latter stages of the FA Cup. It's, you know, it's all the same, really. I I am still so fucking frustrated and annoyed. And even though I know that, you know, the the coined phrase of Spursy and we'll, we'll fuck it up and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, even though I know it's round the corner, we spoke on, I, I think it may have been on a Patreon pod, but it was just the, the high hopes of Tottenham and, and how me, mentally I think we've turned the corner and things like that. And then results like 
Saturday happen, and yeah, I can't reconcile with with that shit. I just have to be me. Just go out, have a beer, and just fuck about, really. Alex, I we can't. Did... We did. We did find ourselves though in a situation previously. I think maybe before Jose Mourinho. We've got. We're going to talk about Jose Mourinho because it's been a year since he left, and 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 to figure out how we feel about him. But there was there was a time where you feel like it was. It probably was during Pochettino's time at Tottenham where you felt like this is it's this is a bad result, but we're on an upward trajectory or something is happening here. So we hold on to the fact that things are changing at our football club. That bit's changed. So we, where are we now? What, are, what, what is it we've got now? Because we've already made the jump to being a significant club in England. Are we now fucking what Arsenal fans used to feel like about their football club? Where, well, being just good isn't enough. We want to challenge. And, and, and so we boo our team off at half-time because we haven't scored a goal. Is that, is that what Spurs are now? I'm not, I'm not 100% sure... Where this is all, I mean, Brighton was a bad result, but uh, I've been a little taken aback by the reaction to it. I've got to be honest. I think every game, it's in, we're in stages. Of, the difference is now, right, is that we are in the last since Pochettino really started to turn things go it, turn things round. We get to the last ten games of the season now, and we are in something, and that piles pressure, that piles expectation. It means defeats are harder to take. The only time I've really had a zen where I honestly couldn't really give a fuck was during Mourinho because I was dead inside. Uh, but Brighton was frustrating and it was and it was a difficult, difficult watch. There's no getting around that. But I was pissed off for about an hour and then was like, okay, well, it's it's not end of days. But I've said it before. That expectation point, um, since we started being in this type of position at this stage of the season, is it's just something that comes with the territory. Like booing off at halftime—that's happened for time immemorial. You know, that's... Not, not not after. I don't think it's happened after winning fucking five games on the bounce. I think but I that... think it has. You know, I, I don't. I don't think. It I think a this season, crowd but... that sees. A, I think a Tottenham crowd that sees a, a game like that. At halftime, will have booed no matter who was in charge, and it's probably did boo at halftime. Half-time. There was. Well, I didn't hear any was either. There? Apparently, yeah. I, I didn't hear any. No, no, it was hundred percent. It's not even. Like, you might not have heard it, but it, it was there. But I mean, even so, uh, that's just that's happened so much. I, I do think we kind of jump on these things and think that blimey, that's different now to what it was ten years ago. I don't really. I don't think that personally. But who, who do we? Who do we like? We've just won. Like I get, like football games sometimes they don't work out, right? You have a, a manager like Potter who's come in and uh, come into this game with the, the the correct game plan and a formation that did nullify what Conte had planned to do, and it was added to the fact that our players played very poorly across the park. It was it was a bad performance. The whole thing was shit, pretty much from from the minute it started to the minute it end. It was shit, right? It was a shit game. I hated it. I never want to experience another game like that again, right? But it was one game in the middle of a absolute superb run, a, a, an incredible run. Not only is it winning games, it's scoring more than any other team, including two of the best sides that the Premier League has ever seen, if not the best sides the Premier League's ever seen. We're outscoring both of those, 
We're, we're third in the form table in, in the last 10 games. The only game we've lost in the last 10 is the one uh, against Manchester United, where on another day we wouldn't have lost it. And the reaction to a poor 40, 45 minutes was to to boo them off the pitch. I think I think you're overthinking it, mate. I think... The, if I've, Rick was I've just laid out facts. I'm not overthinking it. It's just those... Yeah, but look, Rick, everything Rick I've said the, is true. Yeah, but Rick was in the stadium and didn't hear particularly any boos. Maybe it's just a portion of the mic that picked up a certain element of it. And and even so, even so, you're, yeah. everything you've explained there, you're right, is facts, is very logical. You're not thinking that when you've had a few beers and you're sat there at halftime waiting to win against Brian. It just doesn't happen. You can't okay. have the passion that you get when things go brilliantly and, and fans are driving teams on without having the shit side on the other, on the other flip side no, of the you're, coin. You're right, but those people that did that aren't, contributing to all that other stuff i don't think and and maybe you're right maybe that the mic was in the correct position to hear those boos and it was it was a fr- it's frustration sports, isn't it turning it up turning the mic up yeah they, they they may be doing that but then they you know if there's nothing if there's no one doing it then there's nothing to capture um look these people paid their money and i didn't i didn't go to the game so they they, they paid the money and i guess they can do whatever they want but i can be embarrassed as a spurs fan to hear it and, and and I was embarrassed because because at this moment there is an upward trajectory, and there is there is a notion that fans should get behind their football club when things aren't going well, especially if you're in the middle of a fucking brilliant run of football. All right, we, we, things are not going well. Let's um, let's get behind the team so that they come out in the next half. But I would say, though, I think I think it's important to say that there were numerous times throughout the second half when there was choruses of "Come on, you Spurs!" and and upturns in the crowd. So they are doing that. I'm not saying all fans aren't. I'm just saying the fans no, no, no. I, I'm I'm literally picking on the fans that decided to boo those minority. If if they if it was a minority, you know, a thousand, I think I think booing I think, I think booing uh, a poor performance. It was different. I do take your point. It was it was it felt different on. On Saturday, because I didn't think that we played like really badly. I thought Brighton actually played really well, and you, it was very obvious to see after half an hour that they had a system that was working and that was counteracting us. So mine was more frustration, thinking, right, how's he? I don't know what I'm doing, so I can't think. It's annoying me because I can't think what to do to get around this. I just hope Conte can, <laughs> uh, uh, and and they couldn't. Luckily, I didn't see the goal because I made the one time I popped into the WhatsApp group for 10 seconds and I saw someone go, fuck. And I was like, right, I'll just turn it off. I don't even want to watch it. I still haven't seen the goal yet. Um, and just turn it off. And then and it's more the frustration, obviously, with, with Arsenal. Obviously, they haven't, they haven't played at that point. But I think that adds it to it as well. If this race was against anyone else other than Arsenal, I think maybe it might not be quite as intense as well. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It does add to, I, I thought you meant that the you know in that instant it wasn't you know it was about Arsenal or whatever. But it, but yeah, you, I think that's probably it. That's probably part of the reason why it's so difficult right now to just take each result as it comes, especially if you're on the back of such a great result and we put ourselves in in a in the driving position. And you think well, that's the frustrating what? bit because after I went out afterwards and then saw the Arsenal game, saw the fact that they'd lost, and that like made me feel better. And then obviously West Ham lost as well, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and you just think, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. And you just think, fuck. Like, yeah, all right, it's been. not the end of the world, but <laughs> we could be 
relatively sewn and that, up by now. And that's it. And that's it. That's that's the frustration. That's like going back to the Spursy thing. Is that we had an opportunity to really sort of screw the, the, the nail the screw what the fuck man just final nail in the coffin right we, this could have been if we'd have won this game and Arsenal had lost it would have been so difficult for him but we didn't because this is what fucking Tottenham do and this is what I'm getting fucking pissed off about over and over again what, I will, what I will say I is, don't um... want to be the plucky underdog I want to fucking win I want to get into the top four and I don't have to fucking worry about Arsenal a shit Arsenal team I don't have to worry about Arsenal being shit and Spurs fucking it up and them getting in above us. I don't want to have to find a narrative or an idea around why we're still better than them even though they finish above us. Boring. Bored of doing it. It's been 10 years. It's fucking <laughs> dull. Can we just fucking finish above them? It's, it's not like we're not even... So back, back when we used to do it before, it was that we had, we had a, a stadium that was rusting. We had a, a wage bracket that, that was nowhere near as much as theirs. They had that invincible season. They were great for so long. They were amazing. They, they, were, they were something that, you know, that, that most clubs would aspire to be. And so from our position, it was like, yeah, but they, they're never going to be us. They're never going to be... Like, they're, they're, they'll always have that, but their stadium is quiet as fuck. It's shit. They're a shit football club. Rubbish. No soul. And now we're above them. And our stadium's fucking silent. No. It is, Alex. Uh, do, you know, do you know what? That's what I was literally, before he went off on that little spiel there, um, I, I was going to say, I am surprised at, um, with the atmosphere. And maybe because it was early kickoff and nobody had gone in for, for uh, beers and it was against Brighton. But for, you know, the next, uh, I think it was like the seven or eight games that are supposed to be cup finals then the atmosphere for that cup final on Saturday wasn't wasn't that great. I expected it to be um, a lot better than it was. And We're just, that, uh, there's just this element of, of, of expectation now from, from Spurs yeah. fans. We expect because we, we make more money than Arsenal. We have a stadium that's bigger than Arsenal. We've become, in all intents and purposes, a bigger club than Arsenal. And so is our expectation. Our expectation has followed with it. And and now just following Spurs sometimes can be difficult because of that that raised expectation. We're not the club we were 10 years ago where we were on an adventure. And now it's just like... I don't get... And I agree with you, but I just... I feel like... I don't understand why this result in particular has suddenly brought on this conversation in such an intense way. Not just here, but like online and after the game and stuff. Like we, this, this has been the case for the last six, seven years. Yeah, but you can ignore that when you go on a Champions League run. When when you've got an you, you, it, when 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 Jose Mourinho, Mourinho is your manager, when you've got fucking that pleb Nuno running our football club or being the figure ahead of our football club. Yeah, but now, you've just been talking about the run that we've just been on and we've had a poor one poor result in the last, what, six, seven, seven games. So Yeah, yeah, but it's the, it's the reaction around this result that makes me think about what kind of football club we are now. I just think, I, I think it was the manner of, of the defeat because there was such a nothing game. You know, there wasn't really anything even to hang our hats on. Uh, and then, and then you know the typical like ninetieth minute thing. I think it was the nature of the defeat rather than the defeat. I think if they'd have 
you know, we'd have battered them at like crossbars and goalkeepers had man of a match and then they've gone up one end and, and scored it. I think we'd have all been very annoyed, but I don't think you'd have seen the reaction we had. I think it was just the manner of it. I ge- genuinely, and, and I could be quite pessimistic about these types of games, but I, I'm genuinely not, I, I haven't seen a huge, huge amount. I think that's why it's taken me a surprise the bits and pieces that I have seen that have been really kind of hot takey afterwards. I, I think it's fine. I think we're all right. Of, I, of yeah, course, I think I we're gonna, fine. Just, it's just, what, what's uh, the experience going to be like? Go on, Rick, go on. I was going to say, I didn't want to uh, muddy the waters and to say about the uh, with the performance and we're talking about um, fans and getting behind the team and cup finals and all this other stuff and booing at halftime or whatever. But um, the, we, we played absolutely turd on Saturday. Uh, like... This is going to be um, an easy one to. I don't want to just throw. I'm not going to. Throw, I'm not throwing Kane under the bus. But when 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 I was at the game and watching him, it just looked like he had. He was playing with concrete in his boots, and everything that was being hit to him was just his control was just nowhere near um, what it usually is. He he was just anonymous throughout the game. He possibly had a single shot or something like that. Uh, I I didn't know that he'd gone to to uh, the US to watch golf and and all that lot and it was only after the game reading reports seeing that that he'd had a quick trip over to the US um and that may that may have you know um played a part in in his performance but uh Kulisevsky as well he he had a really quiet game um I think I just, there just was something re, re, just like, to pick up on that so was... I don't forget so just just what what you just said there is uh, Alex you you've, you've traveled across to the states you've you've gone across to hawaii right if you did that in five six days would it impact how well you could play football at a premier league level well yeah hawaii why it would but wherever he went wherever he went he went to florida so which is about okay so what's the answer six and a half seven hours uh i mean it's possible yeah but i would you know you got to remember he would have been going over probably in a private jet um, or at least you know first class. So he's not cramped up. He's probably had a slit. I, I don't. I don't. I think it's a bit of a red herring, but it, it's possible. Yeah. Sorry, Rick. Go on. Yeah, and Kulisevsky as well. I I don't think he had a great game. I think I was reading some stats on him that he uh, that he only. Um, I think he only he only uh, received the ball. I think it was like eighteen times, and when he ten of his passes were were safe passes, and normally he's more um, adventurous in his play, but he was very uh, quiet and subdued. And um, there was a, there was a few players where it just I remember in the first half where we were the the ball was being played to Dyer to. Um, Romero and to Lloris and they just had this little triangle that that was happening all the time and we couldn't really find a way of progressing the ball up the pitch and then it would go to Romero or Dyer and the balls that they would normally look for that the channel was out where Son is or, or Kulisevsky uh, and they'd play great balls and uh, Son and Kulisevsky would would um would run onto the balls or either kind of um control troll it and then play it into Kane. But it, it, it was just like a matter of inches. Those balls weren't happening. And they were, they were slightly kind of either going out or, or, or just off target. And then another time, this is well, you know when it's, it, this is going to seem 
really stupid when I say this, so silly. But when you are playing, when you're playing football and you're making these triangles and you're passing to each other, and you're they're, they're crisp passes, and sometimes they're they're hit at pace, and you're like, oh fucking hell, chill out, mate. But when they are hit at pace, and it's like slightly off of centre, and that player receiving it has to adjust their body, control it, and then pass it on. Everything was just slightly out. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed it in the first half, and I was like, "Well, I, I hope this, uh, I hope this picks up." Or I think Conte was saying that, that, that we were playing too slowly in in his press conference um, after the game. But in that first half, when we were, but we were pinging the ball at each other, <coughs> and it, was it just weird... wasn't. It, it was just weird. Like, it was. It was, the, was um... weird. It was a weird performance, wasn't it? It was. It was like, and it kind of sort of. The, the the minute that Kane went through, it didn't go through, sorry, there was a counter-attack and it was literally been the first five minutes and Son and um, Emerson, I think, were, were overlapping him and there was like space for him and he he hit the shot and he scuffed it and it just went out. I mean, the keeper, yeah. I think, it just rolled to the keeper's arms. Um, and it was like, that was like, it kind of felt like, ah, oh, shit. And then when 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 the, um, the, the back three were starting to just play about and they did it for pretty much the entire game, just played it, back looking for openings, looking for Brighton to suddenly, you know, give up or, or um, <clears throat> decide to, to change their shape or, or 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 make a mistake and make it or, or give it or give us an opportunity to pass into that midfield to to find Hoybier if he wasn't deep and, and Bentancor if he wasn't deep, just to find that player who can link up and it was there was none of it. And I think a lot of it was down to Pasta looking at what we'd done well and just putting out a fucking formation that made it really difficult. So what we didn't have is that that quality to negate the tactics of the opposition. But you're right, the lethargy was there from the start. It wasn't just I feel like I'm I feel like I'm I've been I've ranted a lot and I feel like this has been sitting I've been sitting on this for a bit and I've been frustrated for a bit and um it isn't I can understand why people reacted the way they have and why they they're angry and why they may have booed at half time and why where the level of expectation may be for Tottenham because the amount of money that people are paying for their tickets and all that stuff I appreciate it and they're all good reasons to to um to be annoyed at your football club if they don't perform so I understand it all and I'm, uh, you know what I've what I've said so far was probably half of what I actually feel if I'm just sitting normally thinking about Tottenham but in this moment <laughs> It's it's more more frustrating. I think, I, everybody, I, think, I, I think you can take solace from a couple of things, though, right? I think I think Brighton nailed it in terms of in terms of tactics. I think it was very obvious. The midfield was non-existent. They outnumbered us in midfield, and they just just was so good at stopping us being able to to progress the ball from Romero in particular. Into someone in midfield who could who could turn, um, or, or or find some space or make that 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 connecting pass, and it couldn't do it. And that's essentially what we've done the last three or four games in particular, where we've been walloping people. That bit of the of the play has been has been fairly straightforward, where teams have kind of come on or or tried to match us like for like, and 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 we've done it for them. And I think sometimes that happens, and it's a shame. I was a li- I was disappointed that we couldn't then change that around second half. I thought there might have been something else we could do to try and negate that. So that was disappointing. 
But I think what Rick said in terms of passes that were just, there were so many kind of those final ball passes or kind of quick one, two, three type movements in the final third, waiting for a ball to go through or get to its intended pass that was just that tiny bit off or intercepted at the very last minute or someone gets a toe on it and takes it away from Kane or Kuliseski. And I think, you know, we've all been watching football long enough to, to know that. I've, you know, I, I had hope, obviously, watching the game, but in the back of my mind thinking, yeah, today's one of those days. And sometimes yeah. that just that just happens. And I yeah, think... Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, and we've seen that. All. And, and also, the other thing is that everything like the run that we've been on and the run that Arsenal have been on previously. So when Arsenal went to Palace and we're all, you know, expecting, probably expecting them to win, but thinking, fuck, imagine if they lost to Palace. You know, my hope was thinking, well, they can't keep winning games the way they've been winning. They don't score loads. You know, they can't, that keep, can't, doesn't keep happening. That just doesn't happen in the Premier League. So they're due a defeat or they're due, you know, a sticky result or whatever. And that's what's happened to them. We've just had four or five games of really where we've sat here purring over, over Tottenham. And that doesn't always go, that, that isn't going to always carry on. Now, I thought, I still thought, after about 60, 70 minutes, I did still think, I thought it was just a matter of time. I thought we will, someone's going to pull out a bit of magic here at a minute and we'll get to the end of this game and we'll think, fucking hell, I got away with that. And it didn't happen. And that's yeah. a shame. Obviously, yeah. it was one of them ones where you're thinking, these are the results you kind of, we play badly and win. Yeah, and I think... It, and, it, and that expectation was there. And when it didn't happen, it was... It was yeah, I think the, the frustration comes from when these types of games are there, they're there to be taken for you to go, okay, fucking hell. All right, yeah, we have turned a corner now. And that hasn't done. But that doesn't mean we won't do that for the rest of the, for, for these games coming up. And you know what Tottenham are like. We'll probably lose this game. I wouldn't be surprised if we go to Anfield and Nick Summit now. You know, it's... Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's, I'm genuinely not... Well, there's, Gen- there's, there's another question, Alex. While 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 you're on mine, like there's a question here about um, that this this is just one game, or it could be just one game, and we can bounce back. And the idea about us going to Liverpool and and actually doing something isn't out of the realms of possibility. In fact, you could expect us to go out there and at least, and we we might not win, but we can play well. And obviously, we've got Brentford on Saturday, and um, another game that we could win. And if we win I that, think, then you really are in, in, in a good position. I know yeah, Brentford have no. been playing well, but we are in a good position. When you've got when you've got to when you're getting into this situation at this time of the season, um and I don't know about you, Rick, you know, obviously I haven't got my season ticket anymore, but particularly in the stadium, you know, if someone had said to me after we'd lost to United and Nuno got sacked, but you know what, with seven games to go, you're gonna be right in the mix for Champions League. Every game's gonna mean something. You just snap their arm off. That's you know, I, yeah, exactly. I want to be involved in some of it. We're not winning cups. <laughs> you know, we're not in any other tournaments. I, I want to be in this. So look, every game means something, every game's exciting, and we've got to go into it. That's that's part of it, you know. And and if we if we do it, then it'll be all the more sweeter. But yeah, I mean I don't know about you, but it, it's gotta go two ways in in this. This is the first time in this new stadium where something means something at this stage of the season and everyone's there to watch it. So, yeah, I just uh, I just can't. Um, I know you're saying about top four and, and the running and something to play for. It's just um, I just can't take the anxiety of it all. <laughs> it's just it's just so for, like it's so close. And I think do you know what? After exactly what you just said, Al, like after with uh, Nuno and like Champions League was it's no it'd been nowhere near in my thoughts. Like it's another man. Build, got to wait for see you know all, all these other things to bit like to bed in and then see the the fruits of our labour 
Um, I did not expect us to be, um, you know, battling it out for Champions League. And then even when Conte took over, it was still a, a bit bumpy and we, we weren't really in with a shout. Like, probably mathematically possible, but I don't think we, we all thought that we were. And now look where we are. And that that Arsenal result, um, them losing against Southampton, you know, it's it's a huge sweetener. And I, I hope that it's one of those things to say, yeah, you you slap Newcastle and and slapping teams left, right, and centre and Villa, but like, don't don't get complacent, man. Like every single game is a cup final. You have to I'm... focus. You have to be on it. You can't be doing this, that, and the other. Like. Just everyone's going to have their their holidays in the summer, but just these next few weeks and these these remaining games, just give everything and make sure you get into the Champions League because you're going to get your pay bonus. You're going to be in the Champions League. Everything is going to be so much better. And just all you have to do is just just fucking yeah. win. I agree. <laughs> I think, and, and you know what? That's the win. Think... But like, oh man, it's it's tough. <laughs> I think uh, I, I think you're right. This result could end up being something that actually, when we when you look back at the end of the season and go, do you know what that that put the the boots up a, up a few asses? Like I don't think Conte would have been complacent for a, for a second. But after you've just won, I forget like three you know three four games, slapping goal, you know scoring like twenty five goals in like in five games or whatever it is, you know yeah, and that performance looked like a little bit of complacency. You know, and no matter what the manager is, manager is saying to you, sometimes, sometimes you you need that. And even if you start the, even if you realise twenty minutes in, thinking "fuck," that's really difficult to get yourself back. It's in, too at, late at that, that point. If, if you're yeah, in that exactly. Position and of, I think, and, and don't and don't get it wrong. These these players, uh, there's no one at the club who doesn't realise how important it is that we get that we get top four, right? because it it, if it it hinges top four. I think Kane hinges on top four. Kane staying, and I think it might even hinge on on Conte staying. Um, yeah. Whether we get top four, and it hinges on how much money Levy is willing to spend. So don't remember, this is this is it's huge for all of us. But I, I but what makes me more comfortable is that I do think we've got a group of players now here that are here now who who get that, who understand that, and want want that for the for the club next year because they all <clears throat> want to be here. I don't think there's anyone in that club, maybe Kane. But I do think if we got Champions League, I think, and with Conte and the money rights, but I think Kane would, I think he'd be all right to stay, especially if we hear what we hear from Mike Keegan today that the Harland to City thing is practically done. So um, I, I, this group of players are are a good bunch of players. I don't think there's any bad bits in there, bad people in there, or, you know, we've heard about Lacelso not being popular and on Don Bele sulking around or whatever, you know, who knows whether that's true. But I don't see that with this group, and I think this result could could end up helping us. And before I forget, one last thing is that I think it was one other thing about Saturday. It was so painfully obvious that none none of them uh, trust Emerson to any extent, because the amount of times he actually made some relatively decent runs uh, and just was not given the ball was um, was yeah. painful. To I watch. think I read. I think I read that he he didn't. He didn't cross once in the game. Uh, he didn't get a ball. Honestly, he made so many runs. I think, um, obviously, mad to say, but Matt Doherty's absence was significant. <laughs> um, yeah, and and uh, you know, maybe that these these players were due. You know, you not even 
Man City or Man United or, 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 or Liverpool go on a run like this without having a blip. Or maybe they do, but it's, it's rare for a team that has been as prolific as Spurs have been in the last <clears throat> couple of months that <clears throat> that we weren't due this performance. And like you said, like credit has to go to Potter because... They obviously got slapped by Brentford 4-1 the other day. <laughs> like, you know, it's... Yes. Yeah. This shit yeah. happens. Yeah, it's mad. <clears throat> um, yeah, fair enough. And remember, like you know, if we if we beat Brentford, Arsenal have got to play Chelsea away. They've got Man United at home. They've got West Ham away. They've got Leeds at home. Honestly, I'm so confident. I am. I genuinely. I I am. I'm so confident that we get that we get top four. I think, I just think that the way that Conte sets up the team, I don't. There'll be there'll be blips, and there's going to be games that we don't deserve to win. But I, I genuinely think we'll scrape it. There's, it I is am ninety percent confident we get it. Are there any many other managers that, that would be able would would change their formation to negate our three four three in the way that Potter did? Maybe not. Like everyone else is stuck. Like most managers, they're stuck in their ways. They, he's they he's, a, he's a, what we have now. What there are two things in our advantage: the goal difference. Now that's a point, right? And and Antonio Conte is another point, maybe even two. Compared yeah. to uh, to any other manager that is in a, like compared to David Moyes and Mikel Arteta, that is that we're in we're in a good ass making me feel better. We're in a fantastic. We're getting it. I love it if if Alex is at half time in the stand going oh whoa whoa everyone calm down <laughs> the five hundred people down there that booed you just calm down look at him he's a point. That's a point right there. <laughs> We've got a goal difference. That's a point. That's like two draws. That's two games we don't have to play. That's two it, points for free. That's why I'm captain material. Always up. Yeah, I love it, Alex. I love it. You've made me feel so much better. Yeah, I feel... Uh, yeah, yeah. I just apologise if um, if I made anyone feel a little bit less happy based on my own frustrations. You know what I think it is? Is that I'm... Watching I, on your own. I'm sitting on my own. And I watched it with my dad. And I was more angry with my dad. My dad was like, my dad rang me dad <laughs> so angry. And maybe I would have booed. Maybe I was, or maybe if I was in the ground, I would have gone, ah, boo! That first <laughs> half was rubbish! Because at half time I was going, dad, that was shit. That was shit. And he was saying, it was shit. And then at the half time I threw my vape. That's how angry I was. That's how middle class I am. I threw my fucking vape pen at the floor. And I looked down at it and go, hope that's not broken because I really need that. Um, <laughs> uh, it's been a year since Jose Mourinho left Tottenham Hotspur literally to the day 19th of April 2021 he left and um, I just wanted to know what Alex we know that you hated him I didn't start off hating him though did I no but he he, he did that to us didn't he? he he was like he gave us a little bit and you're thinking, yeah. And then, and then it's like, oh God, everything that everyone said about him is true. And then you're like, oh fuck yeah, but I don't want to believe it because how long, he could be here for another two years. So we can't be sitting here unhappy or no. worse in your situation, Alex, which was just a nothingness. Uh, a- I hold him single-handedly responsible why we have two different WhatsApp groups now. It's what he bought to that club and it wasn't necessarily him. And I don't, I say not his fault, but just by the nature of what Jose Mourinho is, you know, that was, it was a really difficult place to, to be in because, you know, there was half of us, you know, I'm talking about us, you know, as a group of friends, there was, there was half of us that were like, you know, 
let's get on board. We, we can't just be miserable. We've got to try and make most of it. But in the end, we all kind of agreed not to talk about football most of the time because, yeah. because there was just so much fun. And, and it I didn't fun, was it? There was nothing fun about it. No, and I didn't. I didn't start off hating him. You know, I was I was devastated when Maurizio Pochettino was was fired, but then when Mourinho came in, I got sucked in by the by the name. And you're thinking, "Fuck, this is Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. We're one of the biggest managers in in world football." Let's all right, okay, let's go. Let's let's see what happens. But then after about actually, it was even before the lock, even up to the lockdown, I was still all right, okay. But it was after that. It was when we came back. That I was just like, okay, some, this is this is not great. And then it was the where was the nil nil? Was it Bournemouth nil nil? And I just remember thinking, <clears throat> I can't do this anymore. This this is and and I felt nothing. We would score and I felt nothing. Um, and I I my whole relationship with football is emotional. I don't give a fuck about anything else about it. I, the the emotional and the and the the stuff that makes you shout awful things at people and also hug perfect strangers. That's all I care about. Uh, and that was taken away and that was very difficult. But I understood why people wanted to be like, we've got to try and be on board with some part of this because otherwise what's the point? I, I completely got it. Ricky, um, what, would you say by and large that um, Jose Mourinho had a detrimental effect on your following of Tottenham Hotspur? Or was it... Nah, no, for no, me... On. For me at all, not not at all. Um, and yeah, like like uh, like I was just saying again. Uh, Jose was like Marmite, really uh, divided the the fan base. And for me, I really enjoyed the the pantomime villain uh, of Jose Mourinho. I, I love the way how he played uh, played mind games with other managers with the press with different people uh, and that he was a prick about things, but because he's our manager, it's okay. Uh, the absolutely mad things of like turning up to Ndombele's house to make him run around the pitches and train and stuff like that. Um, all that stuff. I mean, I, 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 at the time I thought that was that not that Great. I, I like that stuff, Same. but it, it's just, it, it's that circus of Jose Mourinho that, um, and that name of the the mad weird shit that he does, uh, I just found it funny. And then we went up to United and slapped them hard, and I, like that result will just uh, and and Southampton absolutely yeah, just yeah. stonked them. Um, I mean, those results absolutely love it. And yeah, towards the end where um, we, where we weren't playing well at all. And then he was throwing players under the bus um, and he was just being Jose Mourinho, really. And then I think for for the good of the club, like for me, I you know, I can't really remember how bad it got, but I probably would have lasted a few, a few more. Um, so he got sacked just before the League Cup final, didn't he? Yeah, about four yeah. days before. So I, I would have, you know, I probably would have had him at the... In charge for the final yeah. and for the rest of the season, just to see how it just to see how it panned out. Um, but there must have been um, it, it just must have been so much worse. But behind the scenes, for the, for them to 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 pull the plug 
in that manner that quickly my, my, and, and leading up to a cup final. My problem with it, Ricky, is the um, is how he made me. There was an element of existentialism in, involved in football and Tottenham. And I don't want that. I just want to follow my football club and enjoy the bits and commiserate the 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 the, the, the results that don't go go away with each other. And um, just found like he was just it was he was ex- like the good bits were great, but he everything else the mediocre and the bad bits were so exhausting. It, it became me- like politics, yeah. Because it it was like you either red or you're or you're blue. And yeah. it didn't matter what the argument was about. It didn't matter what what the particular topic of what you Mourinho win, and you know whatever. you're going to be confronted with a conversation that's about that. That while this win is fine, the betterment of Tottenham Hotspur is being damaged because of it. Well, it went, but you're right, absolutely, and I and I was guilty of that. I've no, I've no, I've no shame in that. Uh, but it also went the other way when it was. When it was just anything that then was it was was not a, a fault of Mourinho and that there was other club and and in the end I think now when we look back I think both but kind of both sides were right there were certain things we know about certain players now and Dombele he self, was a problem Jose Mourinho was a problem between all of this and we were yeah. we were all of us were sort of bouncing around and 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 and, and flustered in our ideas about what is right for Tottenham. But it wasn't just that. It was also, but but like for 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 you, for example, like it it was a case of, and and I say the same for Bardi as well. I think, and I'm sure for many other people, it was a case of yeah. But this is the situation right now. What do you want me to do? I can't sit here and be negative and all the rest of it. And I was guilty of kind of just going, well, fuck it, I give up. He's just a cunt, you know. And that was my kind of answer to everything. <laughs> Uh, but it's because I'd lot because I I drifted. I was on a dinghy in the middle of this fucking ocean with no help in sight whatsoever. Uh, and then I'd have a friend who would fly over like a seagull to say, "This way, paddle this way." Fuck off! I don't want to paddle anywhere. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm talking about: the existentialism of, of Jose Mourinho and what he did to, to Spurs fans. He said, "You, you, it, we were all on our own dinghies." Bobbing around the ocean, <laughs> and then occasionally there was a shark. Which, there was a shark that would just go around, and I could just see you, Alex. I could see you within, you know, just I could see you and just bobbing around as well. And in between us, there was fucking shark-infested waters, and that was every word that Jose Mourinho had spewed, even when we were good, when we were bad. And it was that was a worry when when Antonio Conte started, where he was saying, "I can't coach this team," or <laughs> This team is the best side I've ever ever seen. More mentality in this side than any any other club. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm, I'm four players or five players away. The transfer window wasn't good enough. So we're coming off of this horrible sort of abusive relationship to the new dad who's supposed to secure the household or, or, or start p- p- like fixing the holes in the raft that we just talked about. And now he's just fucking stabbing it again. He's stabbing the raft. Stop stabbing the raft, Dad. And um, it was like life of pie. I was sat on that boat with a fucking tiger. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't. I could only use half the boat. I couldn't enjoy the whole boat. Sick of it. I was stuck at the top, pissing down with rain. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. I know that's Jose Mourinho, isn't it? Uh, Ricky. Yeah. 
so, so I just lost my running order. I've just got all excited and f- clicked loads of shit on my computer. Uh, <laughs> we've got um, some news and articles, stuff that's happening in the news around Spurs at the moment. Give me sport. Reporter, oh, lovely. <laughs> reporter Ndombele didn't see eye to eye with Conte and he's now certain to leave Tottenham. I love this stuff because you click on it. I saw it and I clicked on it. Do you know what they did actually, Rick? Is they didn't put Ndombele in the title. They put 31.5 million superstar doesn't see eye to eye with Conte. And I'm like, I'm like, well, first it's superstar. It can't be uh, 31.5 million. It can't be Kane. It can't be Son. Like, who else can it be? Like, who's, who's worth 31? Only Matt Doherty's worth 31.5 million now. <laughs> It can't be dirty. I I've got, got to click, click on, on it. it. I've got, got to click got on to it. Click I've got, it. got to figure out who this fucking superstar is. Apparently, I love it how they how they how they uh, phrase stuff in these headlines because they get me hook lines and get all the time. And sometimes I I know who it is. You know, I better, know Ricky, who well. it is they're talking about, and then I click on it anyway. Um, well just the, there is there is a conversation to be had about Andomble because he's coming to the end of his contract or his loan deal at uh, Leon. Um, I don't know if you saw the game against West Ham, but he was pretty bad. He's he's been indifferent for Leon this season. He comes back to Tottenham on uh, two hundred grand a week wages. I think he has three years left on his deal. A lot of money. It kind of feels a little bit like the Ozil uh, Sanchez situation, Aubameyang to some degree. Whereas those three were elite footballers, and Dombele isn't. What what do you think will happen? With him at the moment, Alex. What what what's what what do we do with Ndombele when he comes back? Are we going to find somewhere? I think he'll probably go. Out, I think he'll probably go out on loan again. I think there'll be another twelve month loan, um, and then they'll have a you know and have to hope that he performs and 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 someone decides to to make a bid where we've got two years left and probably sell him around twenty five ish odd million quid something like that. You know, this happens sometimes. It was a signing that we all thought was was good to go. We'd have been absolutely livid if if we genu- if we'd have found out and could know for sure that the our chance to sign Tango and Dombele was there for a certain amount of money of the money of what we spent and we didn't take it because everyone would have said lack of ambition, typical levy, blah blah blah. And, and so we did it. There wasn't anyone who was not unexcited about that signing. It hasn't worked out. Okay, that's a shame. Maybe some of the scouting beforehand in terms of, you know, I don't want to say about attitude and stuff because we don't know, you know, from everything that you've seen like on All or Nothing, it seems like a perfectly nice lad, but just maybe not up to it in terms of settling in a different country at his age. And, you know, that happens. So I I have no ill will against Ndombele. I just think that it was the wrong club for the wrong player. And we've had our fingers burnt and we'll have to learn from it and... And hopefully, I, I think that'll happen. He'll go out on loan must, for another year and see where we're at. What we what we forget is about like he's carrying around a batty that's significant. Like he's he's carrying around a Harry Winks on one bum cheek. <laughs> yeah, I still, still rather he'd stay than if we had a choice between him <laughs> and Harry Winks. I'd still rather him stay. <laughs> you'd rather you'd rather Harry Winks be one of. And Dombley's bum cheeks. Then I like I like Harry Wings, but in all or nothing, when he was saying about oh, it's have you seen the news? It's everywhere, like Sky Sports, um, all over Twitter, Mail Online. I was like, get out of my club. As soon as he said that, I was like, right, get out. So I'm sure he's a lovely lad, but he needs to be some. He could, you know, he's he's mid table Premier League. We we need to trick. We need to trick Newcastle. We need to trick Newcastle into buying Dombele. 
Mm. They got cash on the hip. Like yeah. we just need to uh, do loads of um, fake news just in the Newcastle area, printing <laughs> out loads of papers, and hopefully that Amanda, that yeah. Amanda lady <laughs> will uh, pick up the well, newspaper. Oh, have you heard of this? Uh, loads of targeted Facebook ads. Leaflets <laughs> yeah. through every door. Alex, you'll be pleased about this. The Celso <laughs> is absolutely fucking flying at Villarreal. They love him. Yeah, um, which might I mean I which... watched the, I watched both Bayern games. I thought he was he was okay. Yeah, he was right. So so, so it might be like mean... he ran the game. Did he bollocks? Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying is that it might mean that someone will come in with a bit of him. Like if he gets Good. to the if if they manage to get past Liverpool, and that's a big if. Um. Then, then he gets to the Champions League final. He becomes valuable, right? We can make yeah. our money back, and that that is a that's a preferable situation for Tottenham. That's the more so frustrating thing about with Lacelso is the fact that I actually think he probably could work in a Conte system if if um, if if actually put had the right kind of again mindset or was willing to work. I think he's one of those people that probably just wasn't willing, isn't willing enough to go that extra mile that Conte would would ask but yeah you're right i think we'll get a fee for him and i think he'll go and yeah again he's another one that after he performed after lockdown but you know it was the right thing to do to sign him i get that um but you know i, I you know i said from the beginning you know benjamin <coughs> stambouli and i was right again do you, know, do you know do you know what's weird about football is united emery is probably more successful or has had more success than He's probably had more success than, than any Spurs manager ever. I think that's correct. I mean, well, like, you, you could say a league title and a you could say a league title. Bill Nicholson's league title probably usurps anything that Emery's done. But other than that, United Emery is uh, is probably much more successful than any manager we've ever had. And this is a manager Arsenal had and threw away. Isn't that a bit mad? How many league? Has he won many league titles? I, mean, I don't know so... if he's won many league t- titles, but he won. He won. I think he won three Europa leagues on the bounce, and Spurs have never won the Europa League. Oh no, no, we've won, yeah. won a cup in his cup, and we won the. We won it once, yeah. So he won it three times on the bounce. Right. No, we've won the. We've won the UEFA Cup twice. UEFA Cup twice. All right, but he's won it three times on the bounce. I'm well, just I... saying, it's it's a, it's a weird sort of thing with football. Is that you, what you think and what you expect and what you want for your football club doesn't necessarily correlate with the people that come in and the, the reputation they have. And sometimes you've got some weird geezer called Unai Emery who <laughs> wins fucking three European trophies on the bounce. He won a treble. I think with, with, uh, with, like, like with PSG and Poch can't get near it. <laughs> I'm not. It's I'm, not I'm just saying it's mad. It's an interesting thing to think about. Poch can't get near what you know. Just don't bring, yeah, but fine. Just don't bring Pochettino into. Oh, I don't know. All right, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I've got an like, evening to enjoy too. You know, get on with it. Go on, Brett. I think, um, like you were saying earlier, Flav, about expectation of the the Gooners with Unai Emery. I think they they thought with the players they had, they should be doing better. They should be in Champions League. They're, they're still thinking of Arsenal ten years ago. That Arsenal and that Arsenal's fucking long dead, um, and they need to kind of realise where they are as a club, and they binned him off early doors, and they shouldn't have. Right. So, so just, just, a, and 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 maybe, 
some of these players we shouldn't have got rid of, like Juan Foyf and Capoue and Pau Torres. I didn't, I didn't think we should have got rid of Foyf. I was really disappointed. Pa- Pau Torres was our third choice goalkeeper at one stage, wasn't he? Is that someone? No, Paul Lopez. Sorry, my bad. Uh, Gen- uh, yeah. Lo Celso and Serge Aurier. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, it's it's this is football. This is why we it's love it. This is why it's this is why all the laptops and and the data nerds. They, you know, it's those I'm people. All, someone saying like I got some an players iPhone. just fuse with clubs. Yeah. Yeah, but why the five players that couldn't that we would would happily see him bond out and now in the semi final of the Champions League. Like Etienne Capoue, who we, we let go eight years ago, whatever it was, has played 24 games in La Liga this year. And he's played, he's played 10 games in the Champions League. He's played one game in UEFA Super Cup and he's played eight games in the Europa League last season. But so, imagine, how many, imagine how many other clubs were thinking, you know, like when we got to the Champions League final, thinking, fucking hell, we sold Sissoko and mocked him for a year and he's playing in the Champions League final. <laughs> yeah, so... All right, he gave away a penalty after 30 seconds. Well, that's no, not the you're point. right. You're right. It's so true. Lucas scoring a hat-trick in the semi-final. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, PSG fans yeah. thinking, what the fuck? You can, all, you can build um, narratives wherever you want, can't you? You're right, Alex, you're right. Uh, Mira says, Jurgen Klopp has labelled Conte as an incredible manager for how he's got Spurs playing in the last few months. <sighs> Great. Brilliant. Cheers for that, Jurgen. Um, do you worry that he's labeling, he's, he's given us props, given the fact that he, you know, perhaps doesn't see us as a, do you know what, he's not even a question, I don't even know why I include it, he gives a shit. No, I know what he means, because, like, people like, uh, Mourinho used to do it quite a lot at Chelsea, and he would say about other clubs and do it really well, and Ferguson actually used to do it as well, but I actually don't think Klopp's like that, I do, as much as I think he is a prized bellend, uh, I don't, I do think he's probably quite sincere in what he says about, about football matters, like that, I think he probably does does believe that he says things about Man City, like nice things about you know Man City and that type of stuff. And you've heard him say nice things about certain United players and all the rest of it. Uh, so I don't really think that. But yeah, usually when a manager of a top team is saying very nice things, then yeah, you're like, well, we're no. I think it's power playing myself. Yeah. Like remember when um, when we played them at Wild Lane and uh, Klopp did that little hair ruffle on Conte, tried to yeah. mug him off. Yeah, mm. like, see, it's, it's yeah, that, we outplayed him. And it, and that, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's mugging off. The thing about the the, the 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 most upsetting thing about that, Ricky, is if he wasn't Liverpool manager, he'd be juggling rats for a quid. I do really. I he, there isn't many managers I genuinely dislike more than than him. There is something about him that is deeply, deeply unlikable. Yeah, Alex, you just jumped over a fucking wonderful joke then. Oh, sorry, it froze. I thought you'd finished talking, sorry. I said he'd be juggling rats for a pound if he wasn't the Liverpool manager, and you just went, yeah, no, no. Oh, I did hear that. Maybe it wasn't fun. Maybe I'm losing my touch. Maybe it ain't funny. Maybe the shit I say ain't funny anymore. Maybe I'm losing my touch. I'm losing my touch. Maybe I don't understand it. I don't understand football. I don't understand Spurs fans anymore. I don't don't even know what a joke is anymore. (laughs) Ricky, juggling rats for a quid is funny, right? Yeah, no. well, it it wasn't side side splitting, but it was good. It was good. I like Back it. Back in the day, you would have bat me and laughed your ass off at that. Even if you <laughs> that's funny, you've changed. That's scare me. You've changed. Yeah, right. Oh. Yeah, they are. Pretty, they're, they're, they're pretty horrendous. Um, okay, we've got. Uh, let's do some questions, and I can do that once I bring up Twitter. I'm fine. Um, we had a, a horrendous question from a, a young lad. 
I'll find his name in a second, but I can remember what he said. Brilliant. He said he's he, he's got eight friends, and six of them are Arsenal fans, and two of them are West Ham fans. He says, what is he going to do when Arsenal qualify for the Champions League and West Ham win the Europa League? Ricky, you're, you're, you're best place to answer this because some of your best mates are, are proper gooners to this day. Yeah, 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 it's true. What does he yeah. do? Um, How do you cope? Leave the, WhatsApp, leave, the, leave the WhatsApp group. <laughs> leave the WhatsApp group. And then, and, then, and then come back to it like in a couple of weeks' time because it would have died off. If you are in there when it is like when it's fresh and it's popping off, there's no escape. I, Rick, I mean, have you done I, that? Have you left, have you left the you WhatsApp just, group? No, I've never, never left. Because, I was going to say, you know, that doesn't I strike like me as... say face. No. Yeah, it doesn't, uh, you don't just, strike just, me as a man who leaves the WhatsApp it. group. Just, uh, it's hard when he's got no got, other mates. Yeah, it well, yeah, that, I mean, that is tough. You just have these say, friends you've had since you were young? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's difficult because I genuinely don't think, like now, like, I mean... Uh, when I'm like moved to a different place and stuff, and I, you know, I want to make friends. I don't want to sit up here all on my own all the time. It'd be nice to have a little chum. But I don't think I could make. I don't think I could be genuinely. Don't think I could be friends with an Arsenal fan now because you know what? You know the type of people they are. Like yeah. if that's one of, the, choice, that's I, I one of the first things you find out about them, so you know that the rest of it is going to be pretty shit. What do they want from you? If you're if you're if you're going to be fan with an Arsenal fan, like friends with an Arsenal fan, what do they want from you? Like, cause we, you're not getting anything from them because you know what they're like. So what do they want from yeah. you? And that's that's the question you have to answer yourself. But what do you yeah, get out of your relationship think... with your Arsenal mates? Is it just habit? Are they there because it's a habit? Yeah, th- that and they're my, my mates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what, what do they um, give you on a day-to-day basis? Nothing really. I yeah, should exactly. Just, um, Fucking bed open, I should just open, what, yeah, open WhatsApp now, just delete it. Are, leave, just delete the are any of them <laughs> higher up the friend your friends list? Like if you had a list of top, you know, top of the pops friends, top Trumps friends, are any yeah. of them higher than me? That are Arsenal yeah. fans. I can't he's known them from since he was a kid. Let him answer the question. Yeah. All right. Yeah, on. that's true. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, they are. They are. They're top tier. They're probably higher than me. They're probably higher than me. No, then. No, no. That that's silly. That's. That's silly. Oh, 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 we're best friends. We've known each other for ages. We live together. Pathetic. <laughs> it's not a competition, Alex. We're all mates. I moved to London to be part of the fighting cock. Yeah, just, and then you moved up to fucking Telford to do what? Huh? Then you moved yeah, up move to Telford south. to do what? Move, back, move back down south and we can become friends again. All right. I'll move down if Ricky promised me I can come in at number two. Hot in at number yeah, two. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Definitely done. Done. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was from William Barber. He sent that question. Mate, God, all I can all I can say is, Godspeed. But all, 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 also, what we can say is that this season could work out for you. Like history will tell you that it won't because you you somehow, and it probably isn't even your fault. You've stumbled into, you know, Spurs have called you for some degree, some some reason, or your your dad has made you support them or whatever it might be and it's not your fault that you follow Spurs but and, and the history will tell you that in this situation typically we don't get what we want and we have to deal with it but Spurs are a different football club right now and you could I, get everything you want you could get everything I'd you want sack him off, have, just sack him off but you have no one then he's got no one yeah but that you, 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 you 
you can make new friends. Join a, you know, join a, join a dance class or whatever. Just, you know, just sack them off. Yeah. Have West Ham got Frankfurt? Yeah. Who just beat Barcelona? I mean, they're 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 they're, they're going to be bringing over a shitload of fans. And this is you. You've be, got uh, you've got a recent naughty, track record, Ricky, of just giving us insight into the Bundesliga, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, we did a preview on our on, on the Patreon. So, if anyone doesn't know that we have the, uh, a, a Patreon, Fighting Cock Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash Fighting Cock. And the two things we absolutely do every single week is five statements and the preview. And we did a preview this week for the Brighton game. And Ricky was pulling out all kind of stats to do with the Bundesliga, to do with um, Sessignon's time at Ho- Hoffenheim and how. That's improved him as a player, and then he just pulled out Frankfurt. They, oh yeah, what they've got Frankfurt. It's not like they've got. Oh yeah, they got Barcelona next. You were like, yeah, but they got Eintracht Frankfurt. Like that. That's. They're, I mean, they're they're gonna they're gonna bring out loads of fans. I just love the fucking Bundesliga, don't I? Love just the Bundesliga. The, the great, it's all about yeah, it. just the great. You've always known that about me. Just love that league, man. Fuck. Who was that? <laughs> Swiss, who was that Swiss? Me and Flav thought that we'd drawn the German team in the Europa League when it wasn't. It was the Swiss team of the same name. Who? What were they called? Uh, Wolfsburg. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Me and Flav were in the WhatsApp room talking to ourselves, thinking, "Fucking hell, typical. Fucking all, all the teams. <laughs> fucking Wolfsburg." Did we? Did we? In, in, did we win? Did we beat the the what is it? The Swedish Austrian Wolfsburg. I think so. Don't even remember. Yeah, that. I think we we must have won one and lost one. There, there was a, we had a crazy amount of losses to absolutely fucking. Able, that shouldn't be allowed. You can't have two Wolfsburgs in Europe. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's that like, like fucking a team starting up in Sweden just going, yeah, we're Tottenham, and in ten years they've been run so well, better than we run, so they end up in the Europa League, and then our oh, Tottenham are playing against Tottenham. Shouldn't be allowed. This is um, why I keep hearing about Dembele's. Fucking loads of them. I think that's 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 a more nuanced sort of. Sort of loaded. Okay, but I don't want. I don't want two Dembele's at my club at any one time. It's, it's not. <laughs> uh, if we're if we're all being sort of mildly kind of subconsciously racist, then um, then Dembele played for Leon. I was thinking, oh fuck, he's all right. I remembered him. He played for Fulham and and uh, Celtic. And I don't think it was him. Was it? I don't think it was him. I'm fine. I think he's fine. It's fine. I wasn't. It wasn't him. You don't know. I don't know. No. It was a it was a Dembele um, that played up front, and I just assumed <laughs> it was the one that played for uh, Celtic. And uh, for it's them. not racist. Though. I don't. I don't want two Smiths. I think it might have been. Was it? All right, he's shit anyway. Yeah. He should have should have played much better. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like, if you're if your surname's Smith, then go Depot. It's so easy. It costs ten pounds. Just change your, your name. Like, yeah. just change it. How many Tommy Smiths? I'm sick of Tommy Smiths in football. Is it genuinely how much it costs? Just ten quid, and you can change your name. Yeah, I think so. You can yeah. change it wherever you want. Interesting. You... Yeah, go on, change your name. Yeah. Because Alex... Alex Krang. <laughs> Alex Richings is not like... It does I sound mean, like know. someone who gets done in their later life for peddling... Kitty porn. Yeah, excellent. That's good. <laughs> so Kitty porn and my full name has been said on this podcast, excellent. <laughs> yeah. He could have said, like, your full name and then like books or something like that <laughs> Any, anything but that yeah, yeah, he drops kiddie porn next to what's, it what's great is that there'll be Google spiders <laughs> listening to this yeah ranking or, Alex Richards name yeah or a nice little cut edited TikTok 
<laughs> All right, a couple more questions before we finish. Uh, Zeus, he says, should Conte whisper filth in Ericsson's ear in the hotel lobby? Uh, they live in the same same one currently. Apparently, they live in the same current one currently, according to Zeus. Uh, after bringing him back here and offering Champions League football, do you want do you want him back? Do you want Ericsson back, or is it doesn't fit in the system? Does he? But then I was thinking against against um, Brighton, he could change the system, and he might have done something. I don't know. It does feel like he he probably won't want to come back. He should probably stay at Bright. Uh, uh, yeah, he just he'd be, he'd be a squad player, and I think whilst if the deal was right, I, I don't I don't see any harm in him being a squad player for Tottenham. I think I think that's fine, but I think for him, I think you know after everything that's happened, I think he wants to play football as much football as as he can, you know. And I, I don't I don't see him coming back. No, I don't. I don't. He didn't leave on like particularly great terms either, did he? Like, I think he wanted to go, and then he ended up going on a free, and there's a load of shit with that. Um, and yeah, again, like like, like you just said, Flav, about fitting fitting the system. I, th- I think he he does have a place there, but I don't think he's going to be uh, starting week in week out. A squad player, and I don't think he'd want to be a squad player. So, fair enough. Um, we've got a final question from Reb is happy. Rebecca, if you, I mean, most people that listen to the podcast week in, week out will know Rebecca for sending in questions that are somewhat troublesome. Sort of, troublesome, but also disgusting. No, yeah, disgusting, also. Yep, yep, disgusting. Anything else, Rick? No. Hi, Bex. Sorry? Said hi, Bex. Uh, re- reminds us of uh, the, the fighting cock of old and her question here would uh, was would you rather Conte would you rather Conte got a blowjob off your missus or bummed your mum the missus that's very intimate yeah uh, yeah exactly you know, you yeah, go- no, I think I, I, th- I yeah I think he'd rather um not what you'd rather. What would you rather? What would you rather? No, oh no! What 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 would I no? What I would rather is is him rifle through my mum. Really? Bum your mum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bum my mum. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you two I'm are quite competitive, over your missus, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's not just, competitive, yeah. is it? It's just about like like being understanding the the, the boundaries in your in your relationship. I feel like I feel like she knows how much how she would know that how important Tottenham is to me and go well don't worry I'll I'll do this you know you do the washing next week I'll do this What what if he held a picture of your face and spat on it as he was doing it <laughs> I think I prefer that Cuz I I mean that's he'd just be threatened by me What think, would you prefer out what, what would you prefer not what would your missus prefer what would you prefer I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather the missus go. I got this. I got this. Really? Don't worry. Yeah, she's not taking it for you. She's saying, "I'm desperate for this. You mean nothing to me right now because Conte has got his shaft in my gob." <laughs> oh, your mum was like, "Fuck you, son. I don't care. I just want Conte." Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't want mother involved. Really, it's just, I feel like it's something you don't have to talk about. And yeah, so I think. Um, what you? We're not, I'm not saying we're going to bring it up on over Christmas dinner. Yeah, just just as you're uh, sticking a spoon in the cauliflower cheese, and he, oh, mum, how'd you get him with a bum in with Conte? Yeah, <laughs> the problem is we're not sure that mum wants the bum. <laughs> and and the blowjobs are fine. Anyway. Anyone can do a blowjob. Not everyone can do anal. I think. 
That's true. It's a um, skill. No, I, I still think I still think the, the, the I think I think we'd be able to talk it through afterwards. I'd say you know was he you know all the important questions was he bigger what, than me? Like... <laughs> uh, how, do you, how big do you think Conte is? I don't think big at all. He's got that kind of short man syndrome, isn't he? Going on, <laughs> yeah, he cares too much about his job. He's too <laughs> passionate about his job. <laughs> if, if he had a seven inch, he wouldn't be worried about his fucking about tactics and that. If you look up, I'll, I'll do what I can. I'll turn up for training. I'll, I'll try and do my best with these players. But I'm fundamentally a millionaire and I'm packing seven inches. <laughs> what do you want? Yeah. What do you want me to care about this shit? <laughs> so what are you saying? Three and a half, four? Uh, yeah, but it's got like a bit of a kink in it. So when he's hard, it looks a bit like um, like a candy cane. I think he's got a massive mushroom helmet. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you get the first bit in, it's fine, but uh... you get, go through the first sort of inch of pain, and then everything else is good. Sure, I feel like anyone that wondered how our little holiday was the other weekend, I think you've pretty much just that's that's pretty much it. We're that, um, we're pathetic, aren't we? Yeah, we're pathetic. All right, that's been the Fighting Cop podcast for another week, and um, yeah, that's it, isn't it? Another one, Ricky, Alex, love you both. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye bye. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.